This is Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates, and this is the Retirement Ready Show. Our goal is to educate you on the many topics of retirement and inform you how to create a successful Retirement Ready Roadmap. Thank you for joining me today for another episode where we will make your Retirement Ready Roadmap simple. I'm Tony Drake, and you're tuned in to the Retirement Ready Show. Got my buddy Tom Newman. How you doing today, Tony? I am doing good, buddy. Yeah, fall is here. Fall is here. I, uh, you know, my when I bought my property it was the first and um, hopefully last house I'll ever build. But <laughs> we, um, the the way the lot is laid out, we have this kind of long driveway, and we decided to plant these maples along the driveway. And and I know we're so fortunate to have listeners from all over the uh, country, but up here in the midwest we get these dramatic you know leaves that change and make these colors and for the nine years that i've been there all the trees just weren't quite mature yet we get colors but at different times and they'd fall at different well this was the first year they were all this deep red Mm -hmm. all at the same time and it was almost just magical driving home in the evening up the driveway and and then we got a couple of windy days this week and it was gone so it was short-lived but it was really pretty so did you get out there right away and start raking the leaves Uh, up i can't tell you that i finished it but we got some done (laughs) i feel like every time i rake the wind blows around the neighbor stuff comes on your yeah it just drives you crazy yeah we uh my wife and i we do not have any of those beautiful maple trees um we have a lot of evergreen trees so but that of, means you also do not have a lot of the beautiful work. Yes, <laughs> this is true. But when I walk through my lawn, I get these needles that are poking me right in the bottom of the foot. And so there's a downside. Yeah, there's always <laughs> those downsides, yeah. I suppose. But yeah, it's a fun time of year. And of course, it's getting a little bit colder. But for us, the bucks have started up and mm-hmm. lots of fun sports. I'm at the point with my kids. We're right in between seasons. So we got a little bit of extra family time. My uh, son plays soccer, and my youngest daughter plays volleyball, and those wrapped up. And son's pretty excited about basketball season, but I think we get another week or two before that starts. Yeah, yeah. You know, when we get a little bit older, we might look back upon this time and and just realize how short it actually was. But just having some of these weeks in between some of these major activities is is always a nice thing. Nice little breather room. But uh, great topic this week, Tom. We're talking a little bit about year-end planning, fourth quarters here, really time for savvy strategic investors to take action. There's some things that you can accomplish. There's some things that have to be done before the year wraps up. So it's an important time to think about that. Creating tax-efficient, inflation-adjusted income strategies now can really help you stay ahead of the game later. I know this is the kind of topic you're talking to your clients about right now. So, you know, what all goes on that year-end checklist that you're helping your clients prepare for? The biggest one is uh, what's known as RMDs or required minimum distributions. Uh, You know, we specialize in retirement here. So a lot of folks that we work with are approaching the uh, required minimum distribution age or are in it already. And again, just to kind of reiterate what this is. So, you know, for years and years and years, you have probably been socking away money in your 401k or your 403b or 457, even a traditional IRA. And and for so long, the government has offered a, a tax deferred growth uh, on your investments. 
And, you know, at some point the government comes knocking at your door saying, look, we've offered this great opportunity for you to grow your money, but now it's time for us to get our fair share. And that is what's known as the required minimum distribution age. And uh, prior to a few years ago, the required minimum distribution age was 70 and a half. Um, at the beginning of 2020, a new piece of legislation was passed called the Secure Act, which changed that age to 72. So if you are 72 years or older this year, then there's a certain percentage that needs to come out of those tax deferred uh, accounts every single year. The government is kicking around, maybe raising that age again. It has not passed yet, so we're still at a age 72, but the required minimum distribution does need to be taken out by the end of each year. Now, the first year, they give you a little bit leeway and say, ah, you can take it out prior to the tax filing or April 1st of, of the following year. There is a downside to that, though. If you do wait and take your first required minimum distribution in that second taxable year, um, that means that you have to take out two required minimum distributions um, and therefore increase your income. So this is something that I'm reminding a lot of our clients that needs to be done before the end of the year. And I think it brings up a, a great point, Tom. You know, I think for so many of us, and I've heard this over and over, over the couple of decades I've been working in financial services. And, you know, people have sent some version of, hey, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, aunt, uncle, somebody told me to put everything I could into that 401k, 403b, 457, their savings plan, IRA, because I would save taxes in that year. And when I retire, I'm going to be in such a low tax bracket. And that's really the benefit of these tax deferred accounts. The assumption is that you're going to be in a lower tax bracket in retirement. So when you start to take the money out, you won't pay as many much taxes. And that may be true for some people, but we find for a big majority of people, when you hit 72, now you're forced to take requirement of distributions, taxable event. Maybe you're fortunate enough to have a pension, taxable. Depending on your overall income, Social Security can be taxable up to 85% of it. So we have all these things that start to pile on top of each other. Then you consider the tax change in 2017. Yes, it lowered the tax brackets, but it also took away the ability for most average Americans to do the itemized deductions. So now you have this taxable income in your 70s. You can't do the deductions anymore. And a lot of our clients find themselves in a higher tax bracket when then, when, even when they were working. And if you wait till 72, it, it's not that we can't do anything, but we're much more limited on what we can do from a tax planning perspective. And that tax planning, when we get people that take us up all over the country for a second set of eyes on their plan, that's a complimentary process with us. But when we do that, oftentimes the number one thing we see is missing is the, the tax planning. And it has such an impact, right? So many folks are worried about the long, you know, how long is my money going to last? Can I survive inflation? This type of thing, these kind of down periods in the market. Efficient tax planning can be sometimes the number one combater to that that can really add longevity to your portfolio. And think about 
tax diversification. Now, that might sound a little bit weird, right? I think normally when it comes to our finances, we think about diversification when it comes to risk and different sectors in the market, and that's all important too. But if we think about tax diversification, very generally speaking, there's three types of buckets. There's that ordinary income bucket, which is the RMDs, income we make from work, pensions, and that's generally our highest rates. Then we have our long-term capital gains, which tends for most people to be somewhere between 15 and 20%, generally a more preferred rate. And then we have our tax-free bucket. Oh, that, that sounds nice. Ooh. Tax-free. <laughs> tax tax Sorry, I went into a zone there, Tom. But <laughs> we have our tax-free bucket, right? And, and that's our most preferred bucket. The problem, when you and I meet your average American retiree, they have the vast majority of their wealth in that first bucket, which is our most disadvantaged brackets for most people, right? So what we want, you know, at a worst case scenario, we want diversification between the three buckets. In an ideal scenario, we're going to shift to buckets two and three by by vast majority. So we're in a better tax position. So that's really what tax planning is about. There's a number of different ways you can do that, and, and it's really important to consider that. So what are the, some of the ways that you're doing that with your clients, Tom? One of the biggest ways that I, I'm you know, suggesting or, or talking about uh, tax strategies and saving taxes long term is through Roth conversions. Um, you know, for, for a lot of individuals who are entering retirement or are in retirement already, the, this Roth bucket didn't exist for you, um, because they, they only came around in the mid 1990s. And so if you had a pretty extensive work, uh, you know, history, maybe only at the tail end of your working careers was potentially a Roth 401k option available. And if you're not working, you can't can't make contributions to a Roth IRA. A Roth IRA works a little bit different as opposed to a 401k or a traditional IRA, IRA where the money goes in tax-free but comes out taxable. A Roth, the money goes in taxable and comes out tax-free. Now, one of the biggest things that you can do if you aren't able to do contributions is you're still able to do what's known as a conversion. That is where you're taking those pre-tax dollars and you are paying the taxes now on your terms and converting that over to a Roth. So therefore creating a tax-free bucket for the rest of your life and potentially the rest of your beneficiaries' lives if they inherit that upon your passing. Um, now, a caveat, you are going to pay higher taxes when you do this Roth conversion because every dollar that you pull out of the pre-tax bucket is considered taxable income to you. So you want to be strategic because there are a lot of ramifications, whether it's higher tax brackets, higher potential Medicare costs. So you want to work with someone uh, to, to make sure you're structuring this correctly. But a Roth conversion, again, like a lot of other things, can be a very powerful tool for the longevity of your money. And then if you think about it, it doesn't matter which side of the aisle you you fall on the left side from a political standpoint the right side what what hand do you vote with <laughs> <Left or right? laughs> neither neither okay all no. right 
But in all reality, you don't have to worry about what the tax structure is in the future because now your dollars are in a tax-free bucket. So uh, again, Roth conversions, they need to be completed by December 31st. So this is one of the things that I'm constantly talking to my clients about and strategizing whether it makes sense right now. Hey, podcast fans. If you're ready to take the next steps to create your Retirement Ready Roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, sign up for educational no-obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow us and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Now back to the podcast. Yeah, really important to think about it. And you bring up some great points, Tom. There are, no matter what type of plan we're talking about, there's pros and cons. And you brought up, you know, that higher taxable income can increase Medicare premiums, but it is increasing your tax liability this year. So I, I think you really need to make these decisions driven by math, right? And we have a great complimentary tool, whether you're a client or not, that we can walk you through and show you the differences. What if we say, hey, let's forget about this Roth conversion business and let's just focus on, hey, we're going to hit 72, here's our growth rate, this is what we're going to have to take out in RMDs, and this is the tax consequences. And we can look at that over your lifetime, say to age 90 or 100, whatever you're comfortable with. Then we can say, hey, here's the Roth conversion plan that we're recommending, and here's the tax consequence over that, you know, say 20-year period, right? And just compare those apples for apples, and, and we can take a look at not just the tax liability, which oftentimes the Roth conversion is a better outcome, but also remember that now it's growing tax-free, right? So oftentimes it means more dollars later in life. It's dollars passing on income tax-free to your loved ones, and it can be a really powerful difference because think about it. As inflation continues to kind of kick us in the butt, let's say 10 or 20 years from now, maybe you need to withdraw 1000 or 5000 or 10000 a month to supplement your other income sources. If all I have to take out is that 5000 versus having to take out maybe 7000 to pay Uncle Sam, I'm not taking out as much. My money lasts a lot longer. So that could be really, really impactful on the long-term picture. Before I get into that, I got a, I got a joke for you. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> you ready for this? I am ready, buddy. What do you call a factory that makes okay products? What? A satisfactory. Oh, come on. That was you know, a great a, one. I control the sound effects. So. Oh, okay. Was that <laughs> you know crickets? That, that was crickets, buddy. <laughs> that was crickets. Oh, that was man. a good one. But, you know, there's some other things, Tom, we want to think about as we come into year end, some important dates that are happening right now. Yeah, the, the first one um, is Medicare uh, enrollment. Annually, there's a, a period of time where if you're of Medicare age, you need to kind of look at what you're going to plan for for health care costs for the next year. Um, that's what's known as the Medicare annual election period. Uh, that actually started a, a few weeks back. October 15th was the start date. It runs all the way to December 7th. So you have a little bit of time, but know that it does end. And this window is available for you to look at the alphabet soup of Medicare, you know, A, B, C, you know, Advantage plan, uh, supplemental plan, what works for you and your family and what 
potential healthcare costs might be coming down the road for you. And it's always tough, right? This is the, the unknown health, healthcare and, and what happens, you know, from a health perspective is not necessarily hundred percent known going into a, a year, but, you know, Medicare has been providing, um, you know, healthcare for a long period of time. And there are experts out there, you know, for the relationship, the holistic planning that we do, we bring an expert into the conversation with our clients. And I think that's really important is to understand, you know, what these different plans offer and how, if you may not uh, elect to have it, how big of an impact that might be on your expenses if this comes up during the next period. Also remember, if you're approaching the Medicare age of 65, there is an important window that you need to, to look at. You have about a six month window, which is three months prior to your age 65 uh, date of birth and three months after. And whether or not you actually elect to go on to Medicare at that specific time, you do want to sign up for it because at least if you sign up for it, you are potentially setting yourself up to avoid future higher health care costs down the road. So it is really important and another, you know, just end of the year tax planning and income and expense planning that you just need to be aware of and plan for. Yeah, that planning is really important. And that's why I think it's so important to, to make sure you're thinking about this. You know, Tom, we work with a lot of great clients that have what I call self-traders or they've self-managed their accounts all the way up until retirement. But there's just this sense, understandably, that, hey, now it really counts and there's so many different things happening and so many opportunities that it can be really difficult to try to learn it on your own. Sometimes for those people paying a a competitive small management fee can be a difficult decision because they're used to handling on their own. But I think you know, we can show clients the value and how much they're getting long-term compared to the fee. And I think, you know, sometimes that's important to think about and consider. And and Tom, you know, you're talking a little bit about, you know, Roth conversions, you know, and there's some different things you can do to potentially offset that. This is a great time of year to think about it. There was a great article here recently that gave a couple of great strategies that we're working with with our clients. Yeah, you know, the the months of this soaring inflation, stock market volatility, interest rate hikes, it really has investors, you know, feeling very weary uh, about their finances. But there is a silver lining for for some, Um, you know, there is opportunities to reduce your tax bill. And and these are some of the things that, that we've been talking about. So this could be a once in a decade opportunity with some losses. So, you know, we've been focusing on tax loss harvesting. If you don't know what that is, it's it's basically taking a look at your positions in your portfolio in a, a brokerage type of account and looking at the losses and selling those losses to harvest or lock in those losses. Now, what you can do um, is then take those losses and help offset your regular income. You can subtract up to 3,000, and if you have more losses than 3,000, 
then you can carry that forward. But you just have to be aware there there are some nuances to tax loss harvesting. You can't get back into the same positions for a period of time. So you want to be strategic about that. In terms of the Roth IRA conversions, doing it in a down market will allow you to convert the same amount of dollars and get maybe twice as many shares as you were prior to that. And, and Tom, I, I don't want to miss that point. I'm sorry to interrupt yeah. you, but you know, I, I think it can be easy to feel like right now, economically, there's a wet blanket on you, right? Mm -hmm. And we really encourage people to look forward with anticipation instead of apprehension. There's mm -hmm. always opportunities. These two you just shared are massive ones, tax loss harvesting, right? Using that to offset other taxable, you know, things that are happening this year, but boy, the Roth conversions. I mean, if we think back to COVID, right, we had a 30% decline in the market faster than it had ever happened in history. And we were talking to our clients about doing Roth conversions right now. And what happened after COVID was one of the quickest recoveries we've ever seen. And those clients that did that with us saw that recovery happen income tax-free. Mm -hmm. Massive, massive opportunity that won't be here forever. So I hope your advisors are talking to you about this right now. Absolutely. hundred percent, Tony. And you know, the, the Roth conversions, again, whether you end up using your Roth dollars for your retirement or it eventually gets passed on to your loved ones, it's going to be tax free, uh, for the rest of your life or the rest of their life. So allowing, you know, you might be locking in the losses in the traditional IRA, but then once the market does recover, every single dollar of gain is going to be 100% yours in that Roth. And that is extremely powerful. And then the last thing that I would say is, is something that you've actually had a lot of experience with, which is charitable giving and, and a, a, a mechanism or an avenue known as donor advised funds. What's that about? That's a great, you know, and when, when, let me back up for one second time, when you think about charitable giving, you know, I think your average person, you know, like you and I think, oh, you know, I got to be a bill billionaire or take advantage and that's just not the case there's some really great things you can do i'm going to highlight two simple ones today but the planning can get much more advanced because i think at least my tax planning brain goes and i'm not a cpa you always want to get this stuff checked out with a qualified cpa but you know my tax planning brain goes to okay well if i'm creating a taxable event with the roth conversion is there ways i can bring that back down by layering on other strategies very simple one. If you're 70 and a half or older, you can do what's called a qualified charitable distribution. That's really simple. Imagine you're already, if you add up all the money you're putting in the basket at church, you're giving away $2,000 a year to church. Instead of putting cash in the basket each week or having them draft your checking account, you can simply call your brokerage, your advisor, and say, hey, out of my IRA, let's give $2,000 to XYZ Church. That now, if you're 72 or older, reduces your requirement of distribution, goes right to the church. You don't pay any taxes on that, right? So not only will it lower your RMD, but you also don't pay any. So it's a much better bucket of money to give from if you're 70 and a half or older. So that's a real no-brainer. You can give to as many qualified charities as you want. That's called a qualified charitable distribution or a QCD. But you were asking me, Tom, about a donor advised fund. So this is very, very simple. And you don't have to be a massive giver. But let's say you add up your donations and your, let's just pick a random number. Say you're giving 3000 a year. And when you come to tax time, that 3000 a year isn't enough 
to make sense to do an itemized, you know, deduction. So you can't deduct it, right? You're giving it out of the generosity of your heart, but can't write it off on the taxes. What if we took five years of $3,000 a year, and in one year we put $15,000, and we put this into a special account called a DAF, that stands for Drake is an awesome financial, but no, I'm kidding. <laughs> stands for Donor Advised Fund. You can still just dole out that 3000 a year to the charities you want, but now we get to take a much bigger deduction in one year. And if we're doing a Roth conversion, that can help offset that or it can really bring our taxes down. That money's sitting there invested, growing, you know, making interest. So your $15,000, you will end up giving away more than $15,000, assuming it grows. So that can be a really effective way to offset some of that planning. And, and, and we just have time to talk about a couple simple ones today. But I think, Tom, we have to realize that today's federal income tax rates might be the lowest that we'll see for the rest of our lives after tax rates went down with the 2017 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. But those tax rates expire come 2026. So at this point, it's not a matter of if taxes will go up, but when. And you don't want to assume that you won't be impacted by tax increases because you're not a big corporation or you're not wealthy, right? We all hear it from the politicians. This is only going to affect the wealthy. The reality in 2026, all those tax brackets are going up. So I bet just about everyone listening has a few areas where they can become a little bit more tax efficient with their t retirement money. So we really want to help you understand the potential tax impacts that, that can happen to your retirement savings. We want to teach you ways to reduce or eliminate taxes in retirement and create an income strategy so your retirement income lasts as long as you need to. That tax analysis process is a complimentary process with us. You can find out ways to connect with us at retirementreadyshow.com. And we always appreciate you tuning in to the Retirement Ready Show. Hey, podcast fans, if you're ready to take the next steps to create your Retirement Ready Roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, sign up for educational no-obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. Drake & Associates LLC is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Advisory services offered through Drake & Associates LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Drake & Associates LLC is not permitted to offer. No statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Drake & Associates LLC.